Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we are thriving again in 2010. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, joining you for as many hours a week as we do, wherever you are. And by the way, if you don't catch us live, then you can always go to our website, uh, www.thedrpatshow.com or Dr. Pat Live, and download the shows. But if you are hooked up to... AOL radio, or if you're hooked up to iTunes or whatever those other social media kinds of things are that you do, you can get the show that way as well. Uh, so thrilled to be with you today and uh, to be doing this incredible theme that we have, a living life full out. That's what the show is about. We are called by many people positive talk radio. And why do we have to say that? Why do we have to even say, Benny, positive talk radio? Well, because apparently there are other kinds of talk radio out there that a lot of folks listen to. But this is about uplifting and inspiring. It's about living life full out. It's about bringing people to the conversation that you all said you want to hear from. I have got several of those folks today. Uh, we want to thank all of you out there for what you've done. And yes, uh, we did interview Jack Canfield the other day. And by the way, we did give away tickets to his workshop. And so I'm following up with those emails for those of you that did hear that but weren't able to call in. But today, today is a show that is about opening up. It's about enlightenment. It's about awareness. It's about living the life that you want to live. And so joining me today, of course, we have some great people. Uh, we, and, and this is what I mean by great people. You know, when I think about Bishop Carlton Pearson joining us here today for the show, I think about what is the message that he has that is so compelling, that is so gripping, that is so amazingly outstanding. Well, all you need to do is perhaps take a look at the book, you know, that he, that he has, and then I'm going to hold up here in front of our camera in a minute. And the book is The Gospel. The gospel of inclusion. And when you hear something like that, the gospel of inclusion, it kind of made me scratch my head a little bit. And I can't wait to talk to him about that. Meaning, okay, so why is it we have a gospel of exclusion? You know, what is it that is happening in the spiritual community or has been happening for thousands of years that would cut some people out of the conversation? But that's why he's here today. More importantly, he is one of our upcoming speakers at the Extraordinary Speaker um, conferences that are happening, the Extraordinary Speaker Series that are happening in the Seattle area and beyond. And so... When we talk about living life full out, we'll hear from Bishop Carlton Pearson today. We'll hear from Kathy Staup, who is also going to tell us about some of the things she's learned uh, these days in how to make good decisions uh, when you're looking for your home and the place to be in this life. And then Rhonda Britton will just chime in and give us a sense of where she's doing on her Fearless Living tour. But right now, I want to introduce you to Reverend, uh, well, Bishop Carlton Pearson. But before we do that, Benny, look what I got in my hands. You got it. I got them. 
We good with that? Here is the Prosperity Harmony card for today, actually. It is doing what I love serves others. Doing what I love serves others. Selfless service is the highest form of work. It is best accomplished by doing what you love and bringing it into the world for the benefit and enjoyment of others. Well, honestly, my guest knows a lot about that. You know, when we think about um, how to live our lives and the decisions we make, uh, there are several people that come to the forefront. When we think about Bishop Carlton Pearson and we think about some of the decisions he's made in his life and what his passion and mission is, you know, we think about having the courage to step up and say what's true for you. And today we're going to be speaking with him not only about his book, but we're going to be speaking with him about his life about what his message is uh, and about what the message should be for so many of us these days that are really caught or stuck. You know, if you if you know a little bit about him, he's been on television, NBC, Dateline, ABC's Nightline 2020. You know, you look at some of the, the places he's been. You, the other thing that we know about him, he was recognized as one of America's, you know, 10 most influential, influential black ministers. You, you know, and so today, what's the conversation going to be like for you? It's not about us telling you what to do, but by providing you with insight and information so that you can muscle up that muscle that every one of us has, and that is the the freedom uh, to choose. Uh, Bishop Carlton, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. Dr. Pat, I, it is my thrill. I've, I've looked at your site and all the exciting guests and your messages and the circles you travel in. You are a world changer, and I'm just uh, so happy to be connected in any way with you and really thrilled to be here today. I'm so glad. And you're also, I want to mention to everyone that you are going to be, um, first of all, you're going to be in Seattle for the Extraordinary Speaker Series March 26th. Uh, We are going to give away tickets for that event today, plus copies of your book, because we have a Pay It Forward program. So it's going to be great to actually meet you. I, I don't know if you know this, but I do the first 10 minutes before you actually come on. Oh, well, uh, okay. Well, that you'll warm warm me and the That's exactly up. what I do. I do a little warm up routine. Wonderful. So for, for people, Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So I just clear the way for you to just come out and be all big and whatnot. Thank you for joining me here today. And I really want to talk about being all big and whatnot. Actually, I bet you had no idea we were going to talk about that. but the reason that I want to talk about that is if we just look at the if the title of your book, The Gospel of Inclusion, that is really all big and all whatnot. Mm. Honestly. All big and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I like that. I got you tell me what that means. Well, what that means is when you talk about inclusion, it's exactly what it is. It doesn't leave anyone out. It doesn't really leave much that is unsaid. And for me, it doesn't really criticize um, the whole realm of what people want to practice uh, spiritually. And so there are very few places I think we point to right now in our spiritual religious communities that can say we're all inclusive. Well, all religions um, feed off of man's natural inclination, the, the, the almost intrinsic uh, determination to find a sense or discover a sense of connectedness on this planet. 
Why am I here? Do I really belong? I, am I an accident or an incident? Am I a creature of, um, or am I a victim of creation or of destiny? Mm. I'm of the, conclu- the, the um, I've come to the conclusion that at some point in a pre-incarnate reality, all of us said yes to and agreed to come to this plane of consciousness or planet of reality mm-hmm. and experience express and expose our divinity. Now, religion has risen up all over the planet trying to answer uh, a need in humanity to find affirmation. Thank you. Uh, Is it okay if I'm here? Am I okay being here? Or am I a stranger? Am I a victim? Then you pull up all the defenses trying to protect yourself. Religions tend to do that. The inclusion says you're authorized to be your authentic self, you're not here by accident. Your, your parents may have decided to have you, but God decided to send you. You have a purpose. You have a reason for being here. And all you need to do is recover your lost self, because between the womb and the tomb, most of us experience a profound sense of spiritual amnesia. We forget that we agreed to come here, and we start resisting, resenting, protesting, and contesting our existence on the planet. And that creates the negative energy. You know, one of the things you say at the beginning of the book, and I'm going to hold the book up for those of you that are kind of watching on the webcam, uh, you know, the, the book, The Gospel of Inclusion, Reaching Beyond Religious Fundamentalism to the True Love of God, right out of the gate in the book, you, you, you and I want to just read this if you don't mind. Sure. Um, it says, the entire world is saved. They just don't know it. Know it. Yeah, no. Wow. Tell me. I, I know. I know I don't know it. <laughs> And not only saved, I, I've changed the vernacular now to say safe, because yes. I, from my, you know, I'm four generations, uh, Dr. Pat, as you know, classical, fundamentalist, Pentecostal Christian. Yep. With all the heaven and hell and demons and devils and uh, an angry God with a, with a terrible anger management problem, uh, who throws tantrums as tsunamis and hurricanes and volcanoes and eggs and plagues on people, um, I've come out of that tradition, and I lost myself in there. I lost my soul in that mentality. And even though I, quote-unquote, confessed Christ at five years old and got saved, as, that, as we would say in that tradition, I never felt safe from this God. I felt that any given time, I could tick him off, and he could kill me or, and then torture me forever in this customized torture chamber called hell. Now, that's just me being a Christian. Forget about the Muslims, that's a billion people, the Hindus, uh, the agnostics, and atheists, or anybody that didn't fit into our religious <laughs> package. They're all going to hell. <laughs> I was possibly going, and everybody I knew. So there's this constant erosion of the psyche that you cannot trust this God. He's temperamental, he's jealous. He, by the way, it's had to be the male. Uh, all messed up and has this. needs some deep counseling. And it's not going to get that counseling, so it's going to keep being angry. And I'm a victim to that, and so is everybody I know. Well, that's now you've answered my question, why I've spent so many years in therapy. We'll talk about that when we come back. And by the way, you know, which church does God really belong to? That's a chapter right out of Bishop Carlton Pearson's book, The Gospel of Inclusion. We're actually going to give tickets away. We're going to give copies of the books away and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with The Dr. Pat Show and my very special guest, Bishop Carlton Pearson. 
Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistic Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistic Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, and I am here with Becky Miller from Kent, who is another successful client of Positive Changes. Are you tired of the diet roller coaster? Tired of losing the weight only to gain it back again when you stop dieting? Well, Becky decided to quit dieting and make a lasting lifestyle change with the help of Positive Changes Hypnosis. Becky, tell us how much weight you lost. I've lost 65 pounds. Tell us how Positive Changes is different than a diet. I used to be out of control with my eating. Positive Changes put me back in control. I didn't really give up anything, but I just made better choices. I had no deprivation. If I really wanted something, I had a couple bites and then really didn't want the rest of it. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. Are you tired of waking with aches and pains? Sick of taking one prescription drug after another? Would you like to take complete charge of your health? At Vitality Chiropractic, Dr. Bonnie Verhunt specializes in all-natural treatments for everything from arthritis to chronic fatigue. For information on how chiropractic can change your life, visit vitalitychiropractic.com or call 206-824-5521. And be sure to listen to Dr. Bonnie Verhunt on The Dr. Pat Show. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to make sure all of you know that if you have got a question for my very special guest today, uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson, please give us a shout. We would love to get you on, get your questions. And by the way, we'd love to give out three copies of the book, The Gospel of Inclusion. And we're going to get that going right away. You all know the toll-free number here, one 800 
1-800-930-2819. That's toll free. We've got three copies of the book to give away. Uh, and great conversation. You'll be hearing us talk more about uh, Bishop uh, uh, Bishop Carlton's visit to Seattle and much more. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Bishop Carlton. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a really a big conversation. I'm so glad I'm getting to speak with you. Um, I alluded to one of the chapters in the book where, you know, I said, you know, to which church does God belong? Um, and you and I were talking during the break. We kind of have similar, uh, let's call it upbringing, so to speak. But there really is a, a problem for people, first of all, that question God. And secondly, that question where God belongs these days. And I wanted to really ask you about that. What sort of dilemma does this cause for people that truly want consciousness expansion? Well, my new book that comes out next month uh, with Simon & Schuster, Atria, is called God is Not a Christian, Jew, Muslim, Hindu. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I talk about how we have made God into our particular religious mm. persuasions and and uh, um, almost demonize anybody any other religion that doesn't embrace ours. What is God? We we I say that I am a Christian. That's my religious tradition. But is God a Christian or is God a Jew? Christianity is a Jewish religion. We we Jews uh, Christians tend to believe that Jesus is God in the flesh. Well, that means. If Jesus is God in the flesh, then God is Jesus in spirit. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew, and but Jesus headed up the Christian movement. So we get really convoluted if we start it's denominationalizing It's really a little God. confusing. I mean, when you're a kid growing up and you start to ask these questions, a lot of spiritual practices and religions really don't want you to even question this stuff. Oh, well, that's why I say God dwells in us, with us, around us, as us. We all we. All we ever meet is ourselves. We all, when we say we love somebody, we are saying we love the aspect of ourself and soul that we experience when we're with that person. By the same token, if we say, I don't like that person, mm. you're saying, I don't like what I feel or experience of me when I'm with that person. You never really like or dislike, love or not love anybody but yourself. And, some, and all you'll ever meet is some aspect of yourself that you have either forsaken or forgotten and, so, and have not mastered and conquered if it's unpleasant for you. So when we see, when we meet a Muslim, that Muslim or Jew or Christian is looking for an aspect of themselves that's lost. I often say the loneliest moment in, in our life is not when you lose friends, family, or things. You're loneliest when you are away from, unaware of, or missing part of yourself, your own so for the first time in my 50, nearly 57 years on this planet, I've gone from self-loathing, <clears throat> which I didn't know I was doing, to self-loving. Oh. I really like me. Mm. I, I really, really feel think comfortable this is, with me. I, don't you think this is really an incredible time? Uh, some people call it the beginning of a new decade, but other people really sense, believe me, I have so many different people on here, whether it's from numerology or astrology or medium or channel, whatever that is. Many, it, people are pointing to the fact that there's something emerging right now, not 2012, like right now. And in your book, you talk about oneness. 
But it, the concept and oneness and then religious in, in the same sentence doesn't seem to fit in society right now. There's this oneness conversation, but then there's a religious conversation. How do we bridge the gap? We, we have to ex- realize that that whole concept is birthed out of a, a, a duality, mm-hmm. a, a sense of duality. And the Old Testament scriptures, you know, the allegory of Adam and Eve in the garden, and he's told not to eat from the tree of two alliances or two loyalties, good and evil, God and devil or devil. We have this dual consciousness that that there's a good God and a evil or bad God, and both of them are similar in power, presence, and, and omniscience, that both of them know everything, they are everywhere, and they are pretty much running second to each other when it comes to power. Mm-hmm. And we have... In fundamentalism, and particularly particularly the Abrahamic faith, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, we have dual loyalties. We almost worship devils, or remove the D and just say evil. We worship evil. We build our theology around evil. We must believe in the devil as much as we believe in God and or Jesus, because it's an article of our faith. So we have actually placed our faith in this, this good God and bad God, and that dual consciousness uh, informs every other decision we make. It, that, that's why there's a higher divorce rate among fundamentalists than there are among atheists, because the more rules you make, the more rules you break. So this whole idea of God being mm-hmm. one of us rather than us being gods or deities, as mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Ye are no, you're not, that is written, you are gods, you are divinities. So I'm talking to divinity. I'm talking as divinity. I'm talking through my own divinity. I'm experiencing and expressing and exposing that first to me and then out into the universe. So when I respect you, namaste, when I, when I respect the, the God in you or the Christ in you or the anointing in you as it is in me, then I'm really validating you in my own mind, and I'm giving you equal status, and I love you and respect you and cherish you and revere you, and that brings peace. I wanted to ask you, and for those of you just tuning in, um, I'm here with uh, Bishop Carlton Pearson. And for those of you that are listening to the show and would like a copy of the book, we've got three of them to give away. I'm opening up the phone lines right now for you. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Valerie will be right there to pick up your call. And we would love to get you a copy of the book. Um, we were, you and I were talking during the break, uh, uh, you know, not not the same sort of upbringing, but kind of similar. And, you know, I actually grew up in a religion where I made my nine first Fridays and nine first Saturdays. And so therefore I would never see hell. And then the flip side of that is I had, uh, you know, my dad remarried and then I had a stepmother who then said, don't worry about it. You're living hell right now. And so a lot of the hell word, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to go to hell, but I'm living hell right now. So don't you feel a little betrayed along the way? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when I came to that conclusion that that hell is something we create for ourselves and others on this planet, that it's not an eternal torture chamber that would be ordained or sponsored by any loving God. That's just a fantasy. That's a myth. But we do create divorce court is hell, prison incarceration, ICU can be hell, uh, getting uh, uh, harassed by the IRS can be hell, having crazy kids or crazy spouses can be hell. So 
these are very, I mean, the weeping, the wailing, the gnashing of teeth, that's happening in Haiti right now. It's happening mm-hmm. outside of Chicago. It's happening at some, somebody's in, a, in an in, in ICU or an emergency room right now losing a little boy or their spouse or some little girl. And so there's a lot of painful experiences, and we have learned as human beings to develop coping mechanisms, behavioral modifications, and pain management. Mm. We don't know how to resolve the issue. We just know how to manage it, but we don't know how to master it. My thrust now is that you don't just manage pain. You can master and conquer pathos and pain, and we can help diminish its influence on the planet by simply loving each other, beginning with ourselves. You know, one of the things you talk about in this book as well, I can't wait for your next book. I hope you'll come back. Um, I, I can't I can't wait for the for, for to hear more about what you, your message is. But the, there's this idea of sin. And I, I really want to talk about this because it's in the context of how we live our lives. You know, there's this idea of sin. I've sinned. I feel guilty about it. I feel yeah. shamed about it and guilt and shame and sin. And I wanted to ask you, I mean, is it just one religion that leans this way or is is this a universal principle or, I mean, how does this get embedded in our culture and our consciousness? Well, it goes back to man's first experience of the planet when they saw lightning fall out of the sky and uh. burn something, or there was no rain, and after that came plagues and famine. All they were able to do in their limited knowledge and primitive thinking was to assume that the god or gods were angry, that there was some force or source bigger, broader, and supposedly better than themselves out there somewhere in the ether. And so we started developing formations and formulas around those ideologies, most of which were fear-based, that the gods get angry. You can hear that in Greek mythology. you got Zeus and Jesus, the whole idea of a god who has a temper management problem and can really pull those tantrums. So we, we assumed that we sinned and or offended that god. My definition of the word sin is an inappropriate response to a legitimate need. Religions make that into something and has a, a code, a moral code and, and a religious code that you are not supposed to break. You're supposed to either appease the angry God or please the difficult one. Mm. I have to tell you, you and I have so much to talk about when we come back. When we come back, we'll talk about, you know, what does this mean to have true freedom and, you know, step into the place of oneness? And when is too much too much? You know, when when is some minister, someone saying things like the the Haiti, the the earthquake and the, the thing that happened in Haiti is Haiti's sin? When have we gone over the edge and what do we need to do to get back and come from a place of love? Love is in all of the scriptures. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I just want to testify. Make it crystal A sacred moment is a unique funeral service offering distinctive choices for honoring and celebrating the life of a loved one. Whether you want to create an intimate home funeral vigil, an environmentally friendly burial, or a personalized tribute by planning a life celebration service with the support of a celebrant, a sacred moment can guide you in creating an experience that will truly reflect a life well lived. Call a sacred moment at 206-529-3803 and visit asacredmoment.com. Did you know Greek Guts Yogurt is a good source of protein? Each serving of Greek Guts Yogurt provides 5 grams of protein. When you consume Greek Guts Yogurt 3 times a day, 
you're getting more than 20% of the daily recommended protein value. That's great news. So don't forget to pack a Greek Oats yogurt for lunch today. For more information, visit GreekOatsYogurt.com and Analuke.com. Athletes, diabetics, moms, let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called Chocolate Number no. 9. Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item, and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's never been a better time for you to create the life you want, tap into unlimited possibilities, and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Let Aqua Mantra's I Am Loved Premium Natural Spring Water help you find the love within yourself. Say the words I Am Loved with every conscious sip because the quality of your thoughts creates the quality of your life. Pick up a case of Aqua Mantra's award-winning premium natural spring water that flows from the abundant streams of Mount Palomar, California. Now in our brand new biodegradable and recyclable bottles on sale at aquamantra.com forward slash I Am Loved. And now you are loved. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by Bishop Carlton Pearson is joining me here today. We're going to give you lots of information. I believe we've given away the three books. Is that correct? Yeah, Valerie's like, yeah, like within the first 10 seconds. But we've got more coming your way because uh, Reverend, uh, excuse me, Bishop Carlton Pearson is coming to town. And what I would like to do is I would like to keep paying things forward during this show. So what I would like to do for those of you that have not gotten tickets to the Extraordinary Speaker Series, which actually starts Friday, uh, and then we also have a bishop coming to town on March 26th, and then we have Robert Holden, I would like to give away a pair of series tickets, meaning you're going to get tickets for someone out there. You're going to get tickets for uh, Friday for uh, March when uh, Bishop uh, uh, Bishop Carlton is coming to town and then for the event in April. And you know what we want to do? We want to give it to you so that you can experience what it's like to pay things forward. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Bishop Carlton, thank you for joining us here today. Before we get started in the conversation again, would you mind taking a minute to let people know how they can find out more about you? www.cutemple.com. 
www.cwcc.org. That's the church I'm interim senior minister here in Chicago. That's www.cutemple, Christ Universal Temple, dot org, or newdimensions.com, or carltonbishoppearson.com, anything. You can Google me, and you'll read so much. You can see the MSNBC Dateline show. You can hear the NPR hour-long talk. You can... 2020 and Nightline, all that. Just Google Carlton Pearson. But if you want to get to me directly today, go to Reverend uh, uh, www.cu Temple, and I'll get it right here in Tulsa. I'm I, in Chicago. I, I love this. I just got a hot flash from, not really a hot flash, but a hot flash. Uh, Donna Visaki of Abella Spark, we're actually going to give away three pair of tickets to the series for the men three pair. Wow, this is incredible. Pay It Forward Energy, Bella Spark, um, and we'll tell you about that series in a minute. But you know the number to call, 1-800-930-2819. You know, Bishop Carlton, uh, we were talking about sin, and and I wanted to really address this issue of building the bridge or building the gap. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in, you know, in a very, very religious uh, family, so to speak. We just had multiple religions going on, you see, mm-hmm. uh, because the Catholic religion wouldn't acknowledge my stepmother because she had been divorced. And so I could go on with that, but I won't. But the thing that I learned from her Southern Baptist, and I have no idea where this came from, is that there is God within each of us, Mm -hmm. but that we just don't know it. And so how do we bridge the gap between living in magnificence and the miracle of life, and even the miracles from the Bible and the miracles from Jesus, or, you know, the miracles from uh, Buddha? How do we step in to living each day from the place of miracle rather than mistake? I like the way they said in the, in the, in the uh, Course in Miracles, mm. you have to be willing to suspend at least some of what you think about God, in order to know Him or it in a way you've never imagined. <clears throat> it's, it's not only stepping into, sometimes it's stepping away. What I had to do, mm. uh, Dr. Pat, was literally step away from certain positions, postures, traditional uh, mentalities. I had to, to lay it aside and open my heart and mind up to what I call self-actualized, to become actually, factually, functionally, punctually me. The most accurate and precise me, that's my authentic or authorized self. We spend our lives, most of our lives, impersonating who we think people want us to be. And in the process, we lose ourselves. Religion is really good at helping you sort through, sort away from your authentic self to begin to impersonate what it demands you become. Well, in order to really find the beauty of yourself, you've got to pay attention and do it intentionally. You used those terms earlier. Where you place your attention Mm -hmm. is where the energy will make it amplify. If you look at yourself, not look away from yourself, deny and denounce yourself as if you're some deviant entity, but celebrate yourself as you are, own your truth, honor your truth, identify that truth, and live it out. You'll find out that there's really no mistakes. There's just misinterpretations of certain realities. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Go ahead, ask, ask the question. Well, when you talk about, in the book, you talk about certain realities, but you also, you know, address the issue of love uh, and faith. And in, in, there's a quote also in the book, and it says, if faith can't, if faith can't believe without, without sensation, sensation, yeah, it it's isn't faith. faith uh, there you go. But doubt looking for proof and looking in the wrong place. <laughs> this yeah. is like the dance we do in life between mm-hmm. faith and doubt. And sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. that's very true see faith uh is something that people are born with we don't Mm. just like love you don't learn we always you need to learn to love no (laughs) you learned to hate you came here loving we all came here loving trusting believing uh satiated we we then were taught and convinced that we were less than it's like this where the scripture god has quoted to have said adam and eve who told you you were naked who said you were less than or needed anything other than what you are equipped with? Mm-hmm. We came here prepared, and I'm, this is a play on words, prepared to God and good, and now we need to be repaired <laughs> back to that original oneness with God. We were prepared to God, with God, as God, and forgot it. Somebody convinced us that we were something other than that, and we start acting out. When you, There's a scripture that says you are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Well, most people don't even know what sin is when they read that scripture. You hear it, okay, well, so what is a sinner? I'm born that way, so let me act it out. Well, then you, you're committed adultery, you're, you're robbed, you're still, you're Oh, okay, well, let me, if that's what I'm born in and as, I'll act that out. Now, that, gen, that energy is all over the planet. People think they're born with a death sentence, at least two billion Christians and probably a billion millionaires, I mean a billion Muslims, believe that they were born with a death sentence and that they've got to find a way to appease this angry entity, ubiquitous, invisible, omniscient, omnipotent. Find this angry entity, please, appease, please it, or you're dead. And if, if God would hate somebody enough to torture them in hell. If you believe God hates Catholics and not because they pray to Mary or they, they go through the rosaries and all, if you and there's a lot of pro- Protestants or Protestants who believe that, yep. if you believe God doesn't like Catholics or God doesn't like gays or God doesn't like Hindus or agnostics, and he doesn't like them so much that he would torture them, then you won't like them if you're committed to that God. So then immediately in your, in your subconscious reality, you deny and denounce Muslims or agnostics or Hindus, or Catholics, or gays, or a certain race of people. That's how religion has crippled the planet. My objective is to get people as far away from those mentalities, traditions, and habits, and hobbies, and hungers as possible into the self, the oneness of you with me and you with God. Love God with all your heart, mind, and your neighbor or nearby as yourself. You talk about the partnership with God, and what's interesting about what you're saying is that uh, I believe most people intuitively know that, you know, there is a place of love that we all come from. And then we build up what I call some religious crust along the way from, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, have yeah. you ever have you ever put a couple of two-year-olds in the room? You know, a Muslim, a Christian, uh, someone from Baha'i faith. Have you ever seen them in one room? They don't look at each other and say, 
You're not good enough, you over there with the toy. You're not good. They, I mean, they don't do that. They do not do that. They don't do that. Response. Right. Yeah. And yet they can coexist. Children could coexist. Children from different religions, different colors can coexist. But then something happens. <laughs> something happens, Bishop Carlton. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, our parents are influenced by their parents, influenced by their parents, and on down to the generations. I have... We have dealt, particularly in the Western world, with 2,000 years of entrenched indoctrinations around duality. Good and evil, God and evil, devil. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that has been handed down. If you're a good kid, I'll give you a sucker. If you're not, I'm going to make you stand in the corner. If you're good, I'll give you a donut. If, I, if, you're, if you're a good boy, and then we have this whole mentality, you better not watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Jesus, I mean, Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to you down. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you are awake. He knows if you are good or bad. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. So we've sang that in this country for decades. I know. And there, there's the duality right there. If you're good kid, Santa Claus will give you presents. Jesus will bless you and take you to heaven if you're good, but if you're not. So, well, what does it mean to be good, Mommy? Well, uh, eat your vegetables, clean your room, do your homework, obey your daddy, take out the trash. You know, that kind of stuff. Religion does the same thing. Families do the same thing because we don't trust the human spirit. We think we are innately, intrinsically evil and that we're going to kill and murder by nature. That's really by nurture. Not nature. We nurture ourselves to do and think out uh, evil and kill and to suspicion everything. Religion makes you even suspicion God. Because we think of, and I say this in the book, Hitler is said to have, uh, to have killed, burned between 6 and 12 million people, most of whom were Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also confessed to follow Christ. He was a devout Christian. And, uh, you know, he was a Catholic, actually though we think his, his grandmother was a Jew. But Hitler learned to burn those he didn't like from scriptures, which says God's going to burn those he doesn't like or it doesn't like. And, but with Hitler, the six million or so people at least finally died and stopped hurting. God, the way we've been taught in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, at least Christianity and Islam, are going to, is going to torture people infinitely. Six billion. Not just Six million, no, but six billion or so, right? Most see, and that he's going to torture them forever, weeping in that and eternal damnation. Well, any god that has this eternal anger, while his mercy endures forever, but he's so angry that he's literally torturing some sixteen-year-old kid who stole a loaf of bread or never confessed Christ or was an alcoholic or drug addict and never knew his debt, and a, you know a Mussolini and a Hitler. And, you know, Saddam was saying, we have all these mentalities. It's really psychotic illness. Well, you know, this is really that where your message comes through loud and clear, because I really do believe that people are looking for another way. And, you know, up till recently, there hasn't been quite a way to tap into it. Now we're all connected. All you need is a computer and the Internet, and you could figure out what's going on. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the best things are free. What does that mean? Joining me today, Bishop Carlton Pearson on the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back.
Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets. This is where true wellness begins. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. The Stress Detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit stressdetective.net. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, on The Dr. Pat Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Bella Spark Productions is proud to announce the third annual Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Join us for three extraordinary men and one amazing lady. Presenting Shirley MacLaine in a rare public appearance. Shirley, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Joe Dispenza, the most recognized visionary in the hit movie, What the Bleep. Reverend Carlton Pearson, the fundamental, evangelical, Pentecostal bishop who said to hell with hell. Robert Holden, Britain's get happy guru with a feel-good philosophy that will make your heart smile. Three men and a lady. Go to bellaspark.com for dates and information. That's B-E-L-L-A spark.com. Buy series tickets for the men and get $10 off the lady. Don't miss Shirley MacLaine and three extraordinary men. Visit bellaspark.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. I'm so thrilled and honored to have Bishop Carlton Pearson joining us here today. Uh, Actually, the book I have in my hand and the one that we gave away today, The Gospel of Inclusion, we're all going to be sitting on the edge of our seats waiting for his next book to come out. Um, Also, you're going to be able to see him at the upcoming Extraordinary Speaker Series in March in Seattle. Uh, But for more information, 
information about the work he's doing and about uh, his organization, you could go to www.cutemple.org. CUTemple.org and find out lots more. If you haven't gotten a copy of the book, it is available everywhere. Bishop Carlton, thank you so much for joining the show today. I'm, I can't believe that, you know, we've been on air for almost an hour. Thank you so much for... It's totally my... My pleasure. I just love talking with you. Well, this is really an important message because, you know, you can tell from from the way you and I talk during the break, this hasn't been an easy journey for me. You know, it may look like that on the surface because of the show and because of what people see. But I think it really does require an extraordinary amount of courage to really seek out that freedom that you talk about. Would you talk about what your message is around that freedom and where courage and faith actually play, what role they play? Well, you know, I can't. I, Michael J. Fox flew all the way to Tulsa to ask me about courage. He thought that I had the courage mm. to walk away from my prime. Uh, as he said, he made the comment that he did not receive Parkinson's disease. He didn't choose it, it chose him. He was in his prime. His marriage was great. It was going to have a new baby, his career was on, a, on an upscale, and then suddenly he learned that he had Parkinson's disease, and he was forced to walk away. He said, but you, Bishop, you chose, and mm-hmm. that's when I said, I let him finish, and I said, well, with all due respect, Michael, I didn't choose to walk away. I was literally summoned. I was called to a higher consciousness. You know, when the, when the, the old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Yep. My spirit had, was, 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 I thought I was being strangled where I was. Even though I had a huge church, I had high visibility, nationwide television, had stellar awards for music and recording and written several books. My soul was famished. And I said, there's got to be more. And when I cried out, my, when my very spirit cried out, the universe began to respond to my angst and my need, and put people like you and others in my life, in my run, I started encountering the Michael Beckwiths and the, the Mark Victor Hansons and people like that, um, Mr. Canfield, people like that, now reading their books, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, the books started coming, the videos started coming, the interaction, and so uh, I got so attracted to this new ambience of thought and this expanded consciousness till I, the other that I was doing began to diminish and take less, I, I began to give it less attention. I intentionally sought my soul and through these other avenues began to find it, not discover, but recover my lost self. And all of our listeners who are hungry, there's a scripture where Jesus says, Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's right thinking, right being, right. But mm-hmm. they, for they shall be filled. When you really hunger and acknowledge that hunger and intentionally look to have it filled, it will be filled. And that's what brought me away from my past and into my present with the kind of fortitude and, and uh, passion that I now stand in it. 
You know, this is really, I think we, we get to different crossroads in our lives and we get to look at, you know, the, that, uh, that, that tipping point, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being at yeah. a tipping point. And, and, you know, tipping point is really a kind of a cool word. I think I heard it uh, a bit ago when um, I, uh, Gene Houston used it and I attended a workshop. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of different experiences that people have. As a matter of fact, we have one of our listeners calling in that I believe would love to come on the show. Benny, is that correct? Yeah, we have Catherine. Catherine, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, Bishop, I want to I want to say this. I used to watch you when you were on TV, and you were one of. I actually had two favorites. I used to watch, and um, a little while after that, in the early nineties, I had a horrible illness, and I was bedridden for about for a few years. And it was during that time, because I was so vulnerable, because I couldn't work or do anything, I started communing with God or source or existence or whatever, and I started getting truth that you have discovered. And I, and so I had to turn around and go in my own direction. I was completely by myself. I lost all of my Christian friends because I, I, I spoke up and told my truth. And it was, I used to close my eyes and see this vision. I see two cliffs, and I had leapt from one, and I was between the two, but I didn't land for quite a few years. And finally one day, I, I looked at that vision, and I saw that I'd had, I had landed. So I can say now that it was worth the trip. However, it was kind of hellish and difficult. And I've learned so much. I am so thrilled that somebody more mainline Christian has come out with something like this because it is what we've hungered for for so long. Well, you know, thank you so much for saying that, Precious Heart. Dying is a lot easier than birthing, and I didn't realize that until I had two kids with my wife. Mm. Um, dying is natural. You, 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 We call it transition. You lay down, and sometimes it has to violently and traumatically with an accident, but normally people lay their head down and Sometimes they die in their sleep. It's not very dramatic in millions of cases. Um, birthing, though, is sometimes even violent. It's their primordial fluids and sometimes yells, and there's pain, and there's emotion, and there's passion, and there's um, sometimes screaming. Um, the baby is precious, but coming down the birth canal and pushing that thing out, we're all dying daily, but we're also being rebirthed moment by moment. And sometimes there are more significant rebirths like the one you are referring to, ma'am, and the one I've gone through, and that we go through at various tipping points, as you used a moment, Dr. Pat, in life. There's a tipping point where you actually have a major, not just the conception, but the actual birthing. You're out of the fetal position. You're coming down the birth canal into a new awareness of yourself or your soul. Uh, sometimes that happens with divorce or remarriage or education. There are various points along the way when you birth something, and it's strenuous and painful and dramatic and often traumatic. But if you, real truth leads to division. Division means transition. Transition means change. And change is always a struggle because change is the transition that means birthing. And so there are millions of people right now out there saying, what's happening to me? 
I'm having morning sickness. Why don't I like that food anymore? Why don't I like that tradition anymore? I've lost my appetite for what's happening. They think they're actually having a nervous breakdown. People wrote me and said I was having a midlife crisis and a nervous breakdown. I needed to get away <laughs> when I started getting into new thought. Right. Ministers and bishops and leaders and members of my church, Carlton's had a nervous breakdown. Y'all pray for him. He's crazy. He's demon-possessed. He's now the end-time false prophet and the Antichrist. I mean, those people have a sort of a mental illness, too, and it's built around their paranoia. But you do have to be willing to, if you just struggle through, if you last through the struggle, you will arrive at where you began, which is truth. We want truth, certainty, self-awareness. And when you get there, as we're becoming that right now, there's a, there's a, my spirit is relaxing mm. and and I feel more peace and uh, what I call the self-actualization and resolve. I just don't fear like mm. I used to. Wow. I'm not paranoid like I used to be. Wow. Thank you so much. Catherine, are you going to be attending um, Bishop Carlton's event in March? Yes, I am. Excellent. I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. And what I hear you saying in a way or what happened, I believe happened to me was sort of a, it mm-hmm. was the beginning to self-realization. It was the true being born again. Mm. I hope I hope what you'll do is introduce yourself so that we can uh, introduce you to uh, Bishop Carlton. I hope you will do that. Let's make sure you do. Thank you, Bishop Carlton Pierce for, Pearson, for joining us here today on the show. Thank you so much. Thank 